Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. to the Lord and I love to lift my hands to Jesus because what I'm saying what I'm, I'm posturing myself to receive something from him that I need and that's more of him amen so Jesus we thank you for your presence we thank you for who you are we thank you for what you've already done we thank you for what you're doing right here and now and we thank you for what you have yet to do Lord would you give us ears to hear eyes to see Lord Jesus and tender tender hearts Lord Jesus to receive the word, and the things that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. If you have a Bible, open it up this morning to Isaiah 60, verse 1. I'm going to start there, but um, I just want to say, I'm just, again, I'm just so thankful for the presence of God. There's an anointing this morning for healing. You probably already, some of you would already sense that. And if you need healing, just lift your hands up to the Lord right now and, um, and just to share a testimony, is I've, um, before, we, before we do that, I want to share some good news with you guys, is I've been believing God for a breakthrough in my life physically for eight years, and I received that manifestation of healing between pre-service prayer and the first service. So come on, let's thank you, Jesus. Eight years, you guys. It's no small thing. I don't have time to get into the details, but it's no small thing, and, and there is no healing that's too small. And there's no healing that's too big. Amen. We just thank God for healing. And whatever you have need of this morning, just lift your hands to the Lord. You know, it could be emotional. You need emotional healing. You could need healing in your mind. You could need healing in your body. But Jesus, we thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are our physician. And you are the one that created us in your image, Lord Jesus. So this morning, we receive healing. We receive the fullness of all that you are and the fullness of all that you have. And just say this to him as you lift your hands to the Lord. Say, Jesus. I receive your healing right now into my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, and, you know, there's an old adage years ago, and, um, well, not an old adage, but years ago, a man said to me, he said, you know, if you look for the spectacular, you'll miss the supernatural. You know, and I wasn't this morning, I wasn't like rending the heavens down between pre-service prayer and and the first service is I just realized, I'm like, I'm healed. I'm healed. And I have to tell you that, yeah, come on. And like this week, I had a low moment with the Lord, and Jake would attest to this. It was a it was a low moment because if you've ever been standing on the word of God for a long time, you know, like for those of you who've been dealing with, you know, you feel like you're dealing with some sort of physical affliction and infirmity in your body, it can, you just start feeling hopeless and it can be hard. You know what I'm talking about? It can be hard. And in that place, I was so challenged this week again. And I was like, no, I thank you, Lord, that you are my healer and you will heal me. At the appointed time, you will heal me. And that was this morning. So praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Never, church, never, may we never lose sight of who he is and everything that's going around us. May we never let go of the promises of God. For all the promises of God, it's a scripture, but it's true. For all the promises of God in him are yes and they're yes 
And amen. So what does that mean? That he's already declared it. He's already decreed a thing. So when we're saying amen, what we're saying is, God, I agreed with what you've already done and what you've already said. Amen. So when I say, God, I thank you for your promises that they're yes and amen, what I'm doing is he's I already know he's reaching his hand down to me. I'm reaching my hand to him and I'm saying, Lord, I take a hold of that and I thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we have to remember in these times that we are carriers of the kingdom of God. As a son and daughter, you guys, you have inherent rights and privileges, if I can say, as a daughter, as a son of God. So don't settle. I'm going to say that. It's a word for some of you this morning. Don't settle for anything less. You know, there's that story in the Gospels about the woman. Like, she's just like, you know, satisfied with the crumbs under the table. God's got more for you than, a, than crumbs under the table. He's prepared a table or placed for you at his table in the presence of your enemies. Your cup runs over with healing. Your cup runs over with peace today. Your cup runs over with joy. Anything that you have need of is found in him. Just lift your hands to him, all of us. Come on, let's just say thank you, Lord. For your presence is good. He's good. He's good. And I pray that God is opening up our eyes in these days to even see more that he was good. You know, I'm so thankful that we go to a church that passionately pursues the presence of God. Amen? Aren't you thankful for a church that loves to worship, that loves to go deeper? You know what? We'll plan our four songs, but if we got to go a little bit deeper and a little bit more, like we did this morning, then we're going to go a little bit deeper and a little bit more. And, you know, if you get hot and, you, you know, you, you get tired, then go out there and go, grab a glass of water and come back in. But let's not miss what God has for us. Amen? I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. King, King David said, you know, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Amen? I'd rather be a doorkeeper so close to the presence of the Lord that I wouldn't miss a thing. Amen? So the title of my message this morning is called Turn the Light On. Look at the person next to you. Say, turn the light on. Turn the light on. On. Isaiah 60 verse 1 in the New King James Version. We have it there. It says, arise, shine. Say, arise. arise. Say, shine. For your light has come. I love that it says it with an exclamation. It's, it's like excitement. Arise and shine for your light has come. Who's our light? Jesus Christ. He's come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Good news, church. Our light has already come. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Anytime that you feel like you're in a dark place, remind yourself that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ lives and dwells in you. Amen. So you've turned the light on. When depression comes knocking at your door, you turn the light on with praise. Amen. Because depression is not your portion. Anxiety is not your portion. Fear is not your portion. Amen. Sickness is not your portion. And I hear the Spirit of God calling us today as He was doing in the 9 a.m. because we're one church. It might be two services, but we're all one church. God's saying the same thing. Is He's calling us out and He's calling us up. Remember that old song, Moving On Up? We're moving on up with the Spirit of God this season. Amen. Amen. And the Spirit of God is saying, turn the light on. Hope City, arise. Hope City, shine. For your light has come. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, let's give thanks to him this morning. He's good. He's good. You know, you can say, well, you don't understand about anxiety, Jenny. You don't understand about depression. You just look like you're just so happy and you're passionate and nothing ever bad's happened to you. You know what? You come have a coffee with me and I'll share my story with you, okay? And tell you how I've had to just, 
you know, sit in a dark place some seasons, you know, with my hands up to the Lord, trusting my good, good father to break the, the strongholds inside of my own soul of what people did to me. You know what? What God did for you is greater than what any person has done to you. Amen. 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 Someone might have abused you, but Jesus laid his life down for you, and he will bring the dead things in your life back to life. Amen. That's part of my story. Someone abused me, but that's not my story, and that's not my identity. Jesus Christ is my identity, and he lives inside of you. And Jehovah Rapha is my testimony. Jehovah Jireh is my testimony. El Shaddai, who's been more than enough for me, more joy, more hope, more healing, more peace, more health is my story. And the enemy tried to steal something from me, but God came in, and he said, I'm your redeemer. I'm going to give you double for your trouble. Amen? Amen. Come on. Don't, don't settle. Don't settle. God, we hear you speaking to us this morning. And if that's you that he's speaking to you this morning where perhaps you've settled, just find a quiet space right now. If you need to lift your hands to the Lord, I want to create 30 seconds right here. Just lift your hands to the Lord. And just say again, like, Lord, I receive what you have for me. And if you've settled in some area, just ask God to forgive you for maybe not trusting him and taking him at his word. You can trust him. You can trust him. He makes all things beautiful in your life at his time. Amen? The God that created you will never forget about you. The creator never forgets his creation, for he made you in his image, and he is jealous of you. He is jealous about you, and he will do everything to find you and help you get back up. Amen? Amen. Come on. Okay. Well, I'm farther behind than I was the first service, so I didn't get through my message in the first service, and sorry, guys, I don't know if we're going to get through this, but that's okay. <laughs> Might get to Isaiah 61. Okay, so Arise, you want to you go a little bit deeper here? So let's look at Arise, and we have a slide for this in the Webster's 1828. We love the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Do we have it up there? Perfect. Okay, Arise literally means to ascend, say ascend. It means to mount up or move to a higher place. Okay, this is what the Spirit of God's calling us to today, okay? As vapors arise from humid places. To get out of bed. That's a word for some of you. Get out of bed. To leave the place or state of rest that you've been in. Or to leave a sitting or lying posture. I'm just going to leave it there because the Spirit of God's going to speak to you guys uh, personally, okay? Next part. To revive from death to leave the grave. To revive from death. It's time to get out of the grave. Take off your grave clothes, church. Take them off. Take them off. Take off your grave clothes. I hear the Spirit of God saying over some of you today, quit waiting. And for goodness sakes, don't quit or don't give up. For surely the Lord has called you into the kingdom for such a time as this. And if you are sitting here by his mercy and grace as we all are, thank you, Jesus, then surely the Lord has a plan for you today. Amen? Amen. Amen. So don't give up. Don't quit. The time to arise is now. We need to heed his call to come up higher. Okay, you want to hear about shine? This is good, too. I got to breathe. Whew. Okay. Webster's 1828 literally means to emit rays of light. It's a little bit long, but we'll get through it to give light, to beam with steady radiance, I love this, to exhibit lightness or splendor, shining different, differs from sparkling, okay? 
glistening or glittering, as it usually implies a steady radiation. Say steady. He's called you to be steady. Amen? A steady light. Or emission of light, whereas the latter words usually imply irregular or interrupted radiation. This distinction is not always um, observed. As we may say, the fixed stars shine as well as they may sparkle, but we will never say the sun or moon sparkles. To be bright, to be lively and animated, to be brilliant. And what the Lord is saying, like, church, ascend, come up higher. It's time to shine steadily for Jesus. Some of you have been in a season that's been tough, and it's like you're taking two steps forward, and it's like you're three steps back, and you're like, oh, man. You know, and you're trying to, like, shine, and then you, like, flicker, and then you shine, and you flicker, and God's calling you today. Just take a step forward and shine. Don't try so hard. Rest. Rest in his love. Rest in his mercy. Rest in his grace. Rest upon his promises and shine in the way that he's created you. Amen. You don't have to shine like me, and I don't have to shine like you. And guess what? We're not supposed to. You don't have to shine like Pastor Jake. You know, David, you're supposed to shine like how David's going to shine. Amen? But whatever you do, let's shine brilliantly for the glory of God. Church, arise and shine. Um, I felt strongly this morning and, and in the first service and in this service is one of the things the Lord wanted to do. See, I'm not even going to get to my message, guys. I'm sorry. I might be preaching again. One of the things that the Lord was wanting to do this morning was reactivate and activate anointings. <laughs> Darlene liked that. She was like, reactivate and activate anointings, specifically with evangelism and the prophetic, okay? So if that speaks to you, I just want you to lift up your hands to the Lord. Evangelism and the prophetic, okay? So just everyone just close your eyes for a moment and... I know for some of you that maybe have come to church for the first time, no, this isn't normally how we do church, but when I preach, sometimes different things happen, okay? Um, but all eyes on Jesus right now. So if you sense an evangelistic call on your life, okay, perhaps a calling that you walked in in the past, but you laid it down for whatever reason, doesn't matter. God wants to reactivate that today. And perhaps... You're like, hmm, yeah, I've actually been feeling like I want to share the good news more lately. Lift your hands up. And for those of you who feel like you have a prophetic calling on your life, prophetic calling could also look like you love to encourage others. Okay? So just lift your hands up to the Lord. Okay, every eye closed. Hands up that need to be raised. God, we thank you that you're reactivating and activating gifts in this house, grace gifts in this house, not by might, not by power, but by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that this is a season where you're redeeming ground. And the Lord would say to some of you, you have not lost ground. You're actually right where you're supposed to be because I have called you right now for such a time as this. So Holy Spirit, right now I ask you to activate, reactivate those gifts by the power of your Spirit for the glory of Jesus. And we all said, amen. I'm going to say it again. Often we can look for the spectacular, but we'll miss the supernatural. One of the first times I can remember a gifting was activated in my life was I was around five years old, and we went to this church in Maple Ridge. And my mom, I think Marlene's not, I think they went home, but they were in the 9 o'clock service. And, um, but Marlene and my mom and Verna would, on a Friday night in Maple Ridge, we would start storming the streets of Maple Ridge. <laughs> With our tracks. Okay, who remembers tracks? I'm aging myself. So I'm be, come on, who remembers what tracks were? Bring them back. That's what I say. Bring tracks back. Amen? And you know what? I loved it. 
I loved it. It was a little bit scary. It was a little bit scary, but there was something in me that was like, this is right. This is good. You know, when things are right and they're good, you get kind of excited about it. You know what I'm talking about? Like for those of you who feel like you have an evangelistic anointing in your life, you get excited. David, I know that you do. You get excited when you have an opportunity to tell people about Jesus or share a testimony in your life or something good that God did. That's a clue when you get excited about something like that, that that's an anointing and grace on your life, okay? But when I was five years old, I can remember them taking me by the hand, and it was just like we were just doing it, and I couldn't wait for the next time, and I couldn't wait for the next time. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that um, the Lord makes everything beautiful in his time, but then it goes on to say that he put eternity into the heart of every person. And if the Lord has put eternity into the heart of every person, then I believe, oh, you got it up there, awesome. <laughs> you can just take that off, it wasn't part of my notes. But if the Lord has put eternity into the heart of every person, then surely he's called all of us to share the good news of Jesus. Amen? Okay. Uh, turn to Mark 16, and this is as far as we get. Oh, you know what? I think we might get a little bit farther. So Mark 16, 15 is some of the last words of Jesus to us. So when I say some of the last words of Jesus to us, it's like the last of the last. Okay? Like just a few were left. Okay? How many of you have ever had to say goodbye to a loved one? Okay? I can already see some of your faces in this place, and it's causing me to tear up, and I get it. I've been in those places, too, where I've had to say goodbye to a loved one. But the last words are meaningful, aren't they? They're super, super meaningful. And these were some of Jesus' last words to his disciples, okay? So these would be Jesus' words to us, okay? So as a father to his children, let me say it like that, okay? And it says here, and he said to them, go. Say it again. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So what did he say? He said, go where? To the world. And what were we supposed to do? Preach the gospel to who? Everybody. Everybody. And you're like, well, I can't preach. Well, yes, you can. Did God give you a mouth? Can you speak? Do you have, do you have a testimony to share, a word in, the, in your heart that the Lord's given you? You can preach. And you've been called to preach the good news of Jesus each and every day of your life. Okay, in the God's Words translation, uh, GW, it says, Then Jesus said to them, So wherever you go into the world, tell everyone the good news. Could you imagine, just for a moment, if we woke up every day with this in our heart? Okay? Something that I like to do is, well, I've come to reach that age where I don't need to set an alarm. I'm just awake all the time. It's, I feel like I'm 20 years ahead of my time, maybe. But I'm just, like, awake all the time. But before I get up, get up, I like to spend some Jesus time with him. Does anybody else do that in the morning? Some, I've heard of some people like to set an alarm before their alarm so that they have, like, 15 minutes just laying in bed so that they can just hear the Lord speak to them or talk to the Lord. What if we set a pre-alarm every morning and we started getting instructions from our good, good father of what the day was supposed to look like. Amen? I think we would put our feet on the ground with a lot more intentionally and we would say, reporting for duty, sir. Amen? So we're supposed to tell everybody everywhere we go the good news of Jesus Christ. So we have a slide that tells us what the good news means. So it's the word gospel. I think we have it. Yep. So it's not too profound, guys. You can almost laugh, right? So gospel literally means God's good news. Say God's good news. 
in, in, other, um, in other places, it'll say the good news is the message of Christ. It literally means the entire Bible. But I also want to add this. The, the good news is the gospel of truth, and it's a gospel of grace. Let's say it again. It's the gospel of truth, and it's a gospel of grace. And we're living in 2023 where we need to be aware that it's a gospel of truth and it's a gospel of grace. It's not, you, some of you are feeling what I'm putting down. You understand what I'm saying? It's not just a gospel of grace. It's not just a gospel of truth. It's a gospel of truth and grace. And you're like, show me scripture for that. I can. John 1:17. The law came through Moses, but truth and grace came through who? Jesus Christ, the law came through Moses, but truth and, came, truth and grace came through who? Jesus. And I think one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible for that is the woman caught in adultery to illustrate this, okay, that the gospel is the gospel of truth and it's grace. And it's this beautiful story of redemption because he's a redeemer, amen? He's a redeemer. And I want to say this, you know, in the name of Jesus, there is hope for everybody on this planet, Come on, there is hope for everybody on this planet. <laughs> Parents, there is hope for your children. I don't care how bad it's gotten, there is hope for your children. And we need to contend for our children and not give up for them. Grandparents, there is hope for your grandkids. There is hope for your great-grandkids. Guys, your loved ones, there is hope for your loved ones. There is hope for the worst person that you Because in humility, we need to understand with the same mercy that Jesus Christ gives us each and every day he gave to, gives to them. Amen? You know, so often in life, we want, we want um, how do I say it? Mercy for myself and judgment for others. Does that make sense to you? Should I say it again? Mercy for myself, but judgment for you. But Jesus says, no, no, no. Mercy for all. The Beatitudes, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain. Yeah, I'm gonna take it one step further. This isn't in my notes, sorry. If you've ever in a season of life where you feel like it's a merciless season, maybe just get alone with the Lord and say, has there been judgment in my heart that needs to be rooted out so that I'm once again walking in mercy? Amen? Okay, all right. So one of the most beautiful stories of truth and, and grace in the Bible is the woman caught in adultery, okay? So Jesus is there with her, and there's all these people that want to stone her to death. And he said, you, and he's talking to all these guys, you without sin, you cast the first stone. Well, none of them can do it. And you know, at the end, okay, so he met her with grace. He protected her as well. He met her with grace, okay? He met her as a good, good father who cares and has compassion and loves her. But what was the last thing he said to her? He said, go your way and sin no more. It's a gospel of truth, and it's a gospel of grace. Amen. And may we learn that as a church really, really well. Amen. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is for God so loved the world that he, for God so loved the world that he, for God so loved the world that he, so we so love the world around us that we give. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so God is telling us today to put the light on 
okay? And he's calling us, he's commissioning us and reminding us to go and to arise and to ascend to be his disciples and to be who he's called us to be so that we can do the things that he's called us to do, amen? I find it interesting that, you know, when Jesus got on the scene, he introduced himself as the light of the world, but in the Sermon on the Mount, you know what he flipped it around? He said, you're the light of the world. Isn't that wonderful? He said, okay, you're the light of the world. My light lives in you, amen? The light of Jesus lives in you. Shine bright for the glory of God. Okay, turn to Matthew 10. I did get farther. I did get far. See, the Holy Spirit helps us, amen? He helps us. He's a good, good helper. If you ever need help in anything in your life, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And you could say, Holy Spirit, just like help. Like how do you get the Holy Spirit's help? Just say help. <laughs> I'm a hot mess, help. Okay? Or you could just whisper and say help. You know, it's not like the louder he, you, you yell, the faster he comes. You just have to ask, okay? Okay, it was kind of funny, but maybe I thought it was funnier. Than... <laughs> okay. So Jesus, this is a passage on Jesus sending out the 12 disciples, and these are their instructions, okay? Matthew 10, verses 7 to 8 in the New King James Version. He says, and as you go, say go. And he says, preach. Ah, preach. There's that word again. Preach. And then he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And these are their instructions. He says, heal the sick. Say, heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Say, cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received so freely give. I've done all of this for you. Now you go do it for them. Amen? What God has done for us, let, it, let us make it happen for others. Amen? May we have hearts of compassion that burn to help others. Not, not hearts that when we see others need help, we're like driving as far or fast away as we can because we're so selfish that we don't want to help them. No. No. No, Jesus. Hearts of compassion to help the world around us. Amen? Okay, so this in the Passion Translation says this. It says, and as you go, preach. I love it that go and preach are in the Passion Translation, okay? Preach this message. It says, heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. Say it again. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. It's close enough to touch. Did we experience some of that in worship this morning? We sure did. You must continually bring healing to the lepers and to those who are sick and make it your habit to break off the demonic presence of people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received, church, the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. This is what it looks like to be a Christian. And you're like, well, this verse is kind of freaking me out. It's kind of freaking me out because, like, raise the dead, like, actually? Cleanse lepers, actually? And just, be, you know, you probably, you know, some of you are smarter than me, and you're already like, well, there is no leprosy anymore. It's called Hansen's disease, and they have a cure for that. So we can just scratch cleanse lepers off the list. No. Okay, we're going to look at this in the Bible, okay, what it actually means. Okay. Um, but I want to back up for a minute because we're not getting away from the going. You're not getting away from going. I'm not getting away from going. Okay? Well, you're here. He wants to use you. Amen? We're not going to get away from preaching. And you know what? Preaching just means to herald divine truth. You know, not like you're like, great news, Jesus is Lord and he loves you. 
just keep it real. Like, honestly, just keep it. Invite someone over for dinner. You know what? Share love for Jesus. Make friends with people. You know, share the love of Jesus. Um, but I want to talk about the kingdom of God for a minute because I've talked about the kingdom of God a little bit today. And are some of you wondering what the king, you hear these terms like kingdom of God, what does that mean? Well, when we were kids, Todd, when we were kids, it was like we heard it was the king and his dominion. Well, what does that actually mean, the king and his dominion, you know? And I just want to help you guys understand this a little bit more, okay? So the, king, uh, the kingdom of God is a society on earth, okay? It's not like some secret society, okay? not some secret weird society, but it's us here on earth as the children of God, amen, where God's will is as perfectly done as it is in heaven. Heaven is close. Heaven is accessible. Healing is close. Healing is accessible. Peace is close. Peace is accessible. Love is close. Love is accessible, amen. We are the children of God and we are in his kingdom who have access to this so what jesus is saying to us today is hope city freely you've received all these things that you have access to now go and give it away so if you have a friend that's struggling with anxiety don't be like oh sam come here for a minute come on let's cheer for sam i love sam it's just great So if you're like just, you know, we're just talking and you're like, yeah, I haven't been able to sleep. Like I've been, you know, going through this hard season. I've been dealing with anxiety. Okay, what not to do? Oh, you're dealing with anxiety? Well, I'm so sorry. Knowing that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells inside of you. Knowing that by his stripes that we are healed. Amen. If you have something to give, we have this Jesus medicine called the good news. Well, aren't we going to give it away? Amen. And you're like, well, you're dealing with anxiety? Well, I'd be like, Sam, can I pray for you? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. And then, you know what? You pray. And, you, and, and this is how you don't pray for like, well, I just thank you, Lord, that this spirit of anxiety would just like go away. And it's like, you know what? God has not given you a spirit of fear, but I thank you, Lord, that you've given him one of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I thank you, Lord, that Sam is waking up to the Father's love, that perfect love drives out all fear in his life in the name of Jesus. And I declare over you today, Sam, that where the spirit of the Lord is, that there is freedom. Amen. spirits you deal with spirits you can't hug a spirit out of someone you cast it out of them amen gosh my gosh seriously look at the person next to you and just say seriously and I'm not saying you have to shout your prayer like I do part of how I am is just my personality okay it's just my personality pray it how you want but what I'm, my point is don't pet it get rid of it amen Say, there's power on the inside of me. There's power to help people. There's power on the inside of me. There's power, and I'm going to help people. Amen. Okay, so I want to just go deeper because I feel like when we, we read scriptures like, well, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, and these are Jesus' instructions to us, so we probably need to understand what the instructions really mean, amen? Because what I wouldn't want to do as a pastor is that we don't ever teach you about these things. You know, it's our heart and our hope is that we would help bring some understanding so that you're like, oh, oh, I understand that. I can do it. Yeah, God isn't going to tell us to do anything that we can't do, amen? 
Amen. He's not going to set you up to fail, but he died for you so that you would win. Amen? Amen. Okay. So these are the instructions to the 12 and the instructions to us. And I want to just be clear here that these instructions, as I'm bringing more understanding, okay, weren't just confined um, to speaking, that they also involved um, with doing deeds, okay? Okay, so like, um, and these injections are also for a double sense, okay? So Jesus came to heal us physically, but he also came to heal our soul as well. Say that again, okay? And actually, a lot of the stuff that we deal with physically is a result of what's going on in our soul, amen? So when you're praying for people, ask the Holy Spirit to also give you a spirit of discernment so that you get to the root of what you're praying about, okay? This is a message for another day, not for today. Okay, so heal the sick. So heal the sick. In the Greek, it literally means, this is going to help some of you, okay? It means weakness, okay? So heal the sick literally means to help heal the weak, okay? So we need to understand that Jesus fills human weakness with divine power. Amen? Amen. Uh, Cleanse the lepers. Say, cleanse the lepers. What this literally is talking about is Jesus Christ can cleanse those who have been stained and polluted by sin with his divine purity and with his blood. Do you believe that? Amen. So raise the dead. Yes, figuratively, okay? But yes, also, raising the dead means to help those, this is going to speak to some of you, who are dead and stuck in their trespasses, and we're calling them to come alive to who they are in Jesus Christ. Amen? We are telling the blind to see. We are, we are here to help the helpless. We are telling the hopeless that there is a hope for their future. We are telling the lost that they are found in Jesus. Amen? We're called to help breathe life, church, into the lifeless. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells in you. And I just want to add there and just interject that, you know, that it's the difference between the Holy Spirit being in you and the Holy Spirit being upon you. Okay? Some of you might not know this. I'm going to help you with this just for a minute. So the Spirit, this Holy Spirit is inside of all of us, okay? So he, he helps me, right? He's our helper. He's our comforter. He's our leader. He helps guide us. Amen. But the Holy Spirit came upon them in the book of Acts to do what? To be witnesses. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is in me for my sake, but he comes upon me for yours. Does that make sense? Does that help a little bit? Okay. Okay. So instructions to us to heal the sick cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons. And I love the ending here. It says, and freely you have received. Now freely give. Romans 12.1, the Apostle Paul, I beseech you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present yourselves as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God. When I like to say, which is the least that you can do? With everything that Jesus Christ has done for me, the least I can do is help someone. With the healing that God manifested in my body today is another reminder that he's Jehovah Rapha, my healer. The least I can do if someone comes up to me today and they said, hey, I'm dealing with this. The least I can do is lay my hands on them and pray for them. Amen? Amen. Let's say amen. 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 I think we're going to stop just because I'm going to get into like a whole other thing. Worship team, let's come up. And... Um, church. We can all stand up and um, let's give thanks to Jesus. You know, I just, come on, let's give thanks to Jesus. Like, the good news is to be shared. 
The worlds were framed by the word of God. We see that in Genesis, right? So the word sp spoken becomes the word activated. When you share the word of God, when you share the good news, when you share your testimony, something becomes activated in the spirit. But guess what? Something becomes activated in you as well. That you're reminded of, oh, this is who I am. And this is part of who God's called me to be. So we're going to have some worship in a minute. And I think, thank you, Pastor Jake. You know what I love about the anointing? It's not so fragile that it leaves when there's a weird sound. Okay, so let's not be that weird teacher, church. It's like, I don't feel the anointing anymore. He hung on the cross, Jesus Christ, for all of us, the anointed one with the anointing in all anguish, carrying the sin and the weight of the world in that moment and for all time. <sighs> Surely his anointing isn't that fragile, amen. The anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage. Let's close our eyes for a moment. And um, those of you who prayed or lifted your hands when we were praying about activating and reactivating, I just want you to lift your hands again. Just lift your hands. And I want you to take a bold step to the front, okay? This is not a church where anybody is ever going to laugh at you. This will be the church that everybody's cheering you on because we're called to walk together. Amen. This is a church that passionately pursues the presence of the Lord. This is a church that passionately pursues empowering and equipping every generation to be who God's called them to be. Amen. So just lift your hands up to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.